Huddling up with Upper Cumberland coaches and players. White County wins big, so does Clay County. Monterey has a tough test on the road, and Warren County finally opens their season. From UCSportsNation.com, this is the High School Playbook. Upper Cumberland place to talk prep sports. Built by Mountain Barn Builders. Quality products, a high level of workmanship. Mountain Barn Builders, storage buildings, animal shelters, gazebos. Visit Highway 127 between Jamestown and Clark Range. We are at Interstate Chick-fil-A at Interstate Drive in Cookville for the High School Playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. Week four of the high school football season, can you believe it, is already in the books. This time next week we'll be talking about uh, the halfway point of high school football. It just does not seem like it's possible. Some big games in the Upper Cumberland last night. We're going to talk about plenty of those. We'll head down to Sparta here in just a little bit where Mark Frazier's White County Warriors scored a big win over Cookville last night. Up to Salina, where we'll talk to Jake Johnson, Coach Johnson's team, a two-and-a-half-hour bus ride to Cornersville for a big showdown with them last night. Scott Hughes of Monterey will talk about his team's play up at Stone Memorial, and we'll also go down to McMinnville, where Matt Turner's Warren County Pioneers finally got their season underway after some uh, battles with COVID. First of all, let's get to the scoreboard for both Thursday and Friday night. Thursday night saw York Institute take out Livingston Academy 35-18 as York improves to 2-2 two two on the season. Last night, as we mentioned, it was White County snapping a seven-game losing streak against uh, the uh, Cookville Cavaliers. In fact, only their second win in that series going back to 1995, 41-13 the uh, score. Malachi Dowell with a huge night, 23 carries, 309 yards and two touchdowns. Also, it was Clay County getting a big win at Cornersville in the battle of a couple of teams ranked high in the 1A classification. It was the Bulldogs on the road, 38-12 over the fifth-ranked Cornersville team. Opperman suffers their first defeat of the season on the road at a tough Fayetteville team, 19-14 final score there. It was Stone Memorial edging out Monterey last night, 7-6, as the Wildcats suffer their first setback of the season. Also around the Upper Cumberland, Watertown. Uh, their offense has struggled thus far this season. Big win for them over DeKalb County, 38-20. It was Mount Juliet knocking off Warren County, 38-20, as the Pioneers play their first official game of the season. Also, Sequatchie County over Jackson County, 22-0. We'll talk to uh, Blue Devils head coach Sean Loftus here in just a moment. Cumberland County gets their second win of the season, 17-7 at home over Lenora City. It was Gordonsville in their homecoming game last night, a big win in a battle of top ten teams in Class 1A. The eighth-ranked Tigers, 28-14 over Eagleville last night. Big win for the Smith County Owls as they shut out Westmoreland, 18-0. Trousdale County, the number two team in Class 2A, a huge win at Macon County last night, 34-7. And the uh, Red Bowling Springs Bulldogs, they get their first victory of the season at home against Cosby. Final score of 20 to nothing. Let's talk a little bit of uh, Jackson County Blue Devil football this morning. Head coach Sean Loftus here with us. Uh, coach, stepping out of region last night, traveling down to Dunlap, a, a long trip for you. And uh, uh, it was at home last night, I apologize. We had the home game. That was uh, uh, that, that helps out. You don't have to have that long bus ride. But uh, a pretty good Sequatchie County team. They came in 0-2, but they played some tough teams going into last night. Yeah, they have. I mean, they played, you know, a good Marion County team. 
uh, in a South Pittsburgh team. Uh, you know, we knew it was going to be a physical ball game. Uh, we knew whoever controlled the line of scrimmage was going to, uh, you know, probably come out uh, with a win. And uh, uh, we just didn't do a very good job last night, uh, you know, winning a lot of those battles. And, uh, uh, you know, we played hard. Uh, you know, we, we saw some good things last night, but then also, you know, we saw some things we got to go back to work on Monday for. Some of those things that you talk about that you really need to work on, and I know, like you say, there were some highlights from last night's game, but things that stand out that you, you really got to get back and emphasize on. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've got to, uh, we got to go, whenever we get an opportunity to, we get one-on-one matchups and stuff. I mean, everybody knows we're trying to run the football and we're getting uh, heavy boxes and, we get an opportunity to get uh, you know play action off of our uh, off of our run game, and we've got to be able to connect. Uh, we had you know a couple of those last night. We just weren't able to connect on. Uh, you know we got tackle a little bit better on the defensive end, uh, and uh, you know again uh, our biggest thing right now is you know when a couple of kids go down. I mean our lack of depth, and so it's another thing. You know we just got to continue to try to bring some of those kids along. Um, you know, some of them I know are not ready. However, I mean, it's just uh, what we're dealt with when you only have 30 kids on the roster. And, uh, uh, you know, it's just we, everybody's got to take that, you know, next man up approach. And, uh, and, and hopefully that's going to, you know, by the end of the year, you, we, can, we can develop a lot of these kids. You talk about, you know, 30 players on the roster, and you and I spoke before the show, talking about some inexperience in some really key spots. And that's got to make it even more tough when you've got – not necessarily youth, but just some players that really haven't played a whole lot of football at those positions. Right, it does. I mean, and, and especially in, you know, some of the, you know, like the quarterback position. I mean, Jake is doing a good job. Uh, he is, he's a senior, He uh, and uh, but he's just not played a lot of snaps. Um, and, you know, whenever you, you're – we graduated a kid last year that uh, you know played two full years, and you know Jake was there. We always, you know, we had we had confidence in Jake, but unfortunately, the way the, you know the, the way everything panned out. I mean, uh, like I said, he's just not developed into a uh, where we feel like he should be right now. But that's that's a lot of it's on me because you know he didn't get a lot of those uh, reps last year in game time reps. There's right. difference in practice reps and game reps. Uh, but uh, but all in all, I mean, again, we uh, you know like last night, we put together a 17-play drive. Not many high school teams can do that. And, and unfortunately, I mean, not we didn't put it in the end zone. We came up and we got in the red zone and uh, and turned the ball over. But uh, that's just where we're at right now. I mean, we got we got to continue to uh, you know to you know to hug these kids up uh, and and just uh, you know go back to work on Monday and. Uh, in hopes of, you know, we just got to get better. Let's go back and talk about that 17-play drive a little bit. I mean, in order to do that against what's typically a very good Sequatchie County defense, kind of break down that drive, what happened, and, and you say, unfortunately, you didn't come away with any points, but what were some highlights of that drive? Well, we uh, we felt like, you know, the way that they were playing us last night, I mean, we got a lot of inside uh, pressure. They like to send inside uh, blitzes on us, and, uh, uh, you know, we worked the edges. Uh, we mixed in a couple of uh, pass plays. But it was just kind of, uh, you know, three yards here, five yards there, you know. Uh, and we got, um, you know, we converted a couple of third downs, uh, which was good uh, can, to continue the to continue the drive. I mean, we're sitting there with, and at that point in time, it's only a two-score game. Uh, it's 
early fourth quarter, which we take about if we get get the ball in this drive about midway through the third and and, and uh, run out the whole entire third quarter, um, and then into the I guess about the first or the second play of the fourth quarter uh, is whenever we uh, on the last play we fumble the ball somewhere around the 15 yard line, and I thought we had a lot of momentum and. Who knows? I mean, whenever you get within a score, I mean, you're you kind of, you know, that late in the game. Now, you know, anything can happen. Uh, so, I mean, it uh, again, I'm, you know, proud of our kids, proud of the kids' effort. Uh, we just got to kind of go back to work on Monday. Sean Loftus is the head coach of the Jackson County Blue Devils, joining us this morning on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Uh, coach, looking on the defensive side of the ball, and I know Sequatchie County's had some really good offenses also over the years, but what were the challenges they presented to your defense last time? Well, they're they're an up-tempo team, uh, no huddle. Uh, so our biggest thing last night was we are trying to, you know, give them a couple of different looks, pre-snap, um, and then uh, know what we were supposed to do and know our assignments. I mean, they've got a, a real athlete at quarterback, um, you know, and, and the, the running back was – faster than what I actually thought on film. Uh, but when you're playing against a team like South Pittsburgh and things like that, you really can't judge a kid uh, based off of their, their talents and stuff. But, uh, you know, they uh, they would, uh, you know, put pressure on you not only horizontally but vertically, uh, you know, running the quarterback, the power read. And, and the, you got, when you got two runners back there plus the ability to throw the RPOs and stuff, I mean, they, they really put pressure on you in all positions because your secondary guys they have to uh, make sure that they 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 keep you know contained and, and and eyes on their guys instead of getting eyes in the backfield but then our defensive line you know they can't run upfield because you know maybe they're unblocked if they've got an assignment they've got to take either the quarterback or the running back or whoever the dive guy is they've got um you know so uh you know but all in all like i said i mean we we had a we, our biggest thing is they scored on a second, but not a third down in, in 12 play there the first time they scored. And then they scored on a, uh, uh, no, exactly fourth and 12 inside the, the 20. And then the, their second score was a, uh, a long touchdown throw on like second and 20. Um, and then they're late in the game. Uh, we gave up outside leverage. Our corner came inside, and uh, they throw a bubble that goes uh, 70, or 70 or 80 yards. I mean, so it's the big plays. It's not that like that they drove the ball. I mean, every time that they drove the ball, we came up with a stop, it seemed like, uh, when we needed to. But uh, we just got to take care of, you know, we can't allow, allow teams to have the explosive plays. As a coach, you, you want to get them in, you know, late down and long distance. Right. And it's got to be so frustrating when they're able to bust a big play like that, especially on a fourth and 12. Right, it is. I mean, and, um, you know, it's one of those things. They isolated a the kid and, you know, he got uh, and um, goes back to, you know, we, we've got to get pressure on the quarterback. I mean, because anytime you can run a post, uh routes and stuff and, and throw it in the back of the end zone. I mean, I feel like, you know, we should have pressure in his face and stuff. And so, uh, you know, that's, uh, you know, we got to get better at that. Uh, and knowing that, with, hey, you know, there's some, some downs and certain situations, we can pin our ears back and just go get the quarterback. And uh, But, uh, you know, and then on one play, then you get uh, your safety peeking in the backfield and eyes on the quarterback instead of, eyes on you know the, the the receiver that he's supposed to be eyeing on the whole entire time and let him run by him so um 
it's the first one was again was with a freshman and you can learn you know freshman will learn from his mistakes but then the other two were you know senior laden mistakes and right. stuff and and those are the mistakes that you know we can't have especially on our football team right now because those two kids have played a lot of football you know coaches have a different philosophy on playing a school like a sequatchie who's had a lot of success some coaches will say it makes you a better team in the long run. Some coaches say, I just want to get out of the game without getting players hurt. What's kind of your philosophy about playing teams like that, knowing you're playing in a tough region as well? Right. Um, you know, we play them because, I, like you said, I mean, they were a physical football team. I feel like that that's the type of games that we've got to get better at in order to be competitive in this region. Uh, you know, I don't think my kids shied away from contact last night. Uh, but, you know, we just didn't win the battles that we needed to win up front uh, and men be able to win them consistently offensively to put the ball in the end zone. Uh, I mean, I thought we we played uh, we played well enough, uh, you know, defensively for us to win the ball game. Uh, you know, you take away, like I said, I mean, all their all their scores were on explosive plays um, and you know, we've got to find a way to put the ball in the end zone from, you know, from the offensive side of the ball. So, uh, you know, again, we, uh, you know, Squatch County is a, uh, a team I feel like is better than their record. Um, but, uh, you know, I think it's also a team that's uh, in a game last night that's going to make us a lot better in the long run. Next week, you step back into region play, and again, some unfamiliarity with your new region. Uh, it's East Nashville, and I know today we'll start the uh, the breakdown of them. What what little do you know about them so far? Um, you know, I really don't know anything about them. Just uh, just seen them, uh, you know, a couple of years. Uh, you know, I think they were uh, they went to either the the quarterfinals or the semifinals uh, there in three A there a couple of years ago. Um, I know they're going to be athletic. Um, so, uh, but as far as like you know, actually knowing personnel or or what they like to do, I really do not know. Uh, really don't know anything about the metro teams that we're in the region with this year. Uh, but it'll be a you know, I know it's going to be a, a, a large task for us. But uh, you know, I hope our kids come in with the right right frame of mind and and willing to uh, you know we got to travel to uh, to east nashville and uh, you know again anytime you get to me i, I mean i just like playing different people right and uh, anytime you get a chance to uh, to play a, a different opponent um and i know they're going to be well coached um uh but uh you know i think that uh, you know we're just going to come out and play hard and and do the things that we can do and we can control and and just uh you know hopefully whatever the outcome is you know we're, we're satisfied that we made improvements more than, you know, wins and losses. Coach, let's kind of end things on a positive note today. And as you've watched your team this these first few weeks of the season, tell me one good quality that stands out, whether it's on the field or off the field, that really sets this team, that stands out to you. What would that quality be? You know, I think this team, this team likes one another. I mean, they love one another. They, they're, they're, they're out there, you know, they, 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 uh, they hold each other accountable. Um, you know, in a tough year, like, um, you know, with, with all the, you know, people having, you know, we had, we lost a game due to COVID and stuff. I mean, and, and now I think, you know, they, they don't take it for granted. Uh, you know, they, they really like getting out there and playing and, uh, and being around one another as a, as part of a team. Uh, and so I just felt like as a family aspect of our program, I think, you know, that's probably the, the, the biggest thing that we have going for us. And I think in the long run, it's going to help us out because, of the fact of uh, you know they they you know 
they show up every day and uh, then they go to work and they try to do anything and everything that we ask them to do. And that's important, very important yes. when, you, when you've got that team element. Coach Sean Loftus of the Jackson County Blue Devils, wish you best of luck throughout the season. Thank you very much, Tom. Coach Sean Loftus joining us this morning on the High School Playbook. A huge night for the White County Warriors who snapped a seven-game losing streak against the Cookville Cavaliers, getting 303 yards rushing from Malachi Dow last night in the victory. Coach Mark Frazier, let's head down to Sparta. Coach, congratulations on a huge win last night. I appreciate it. You're right. It was a big win for us. It's been been a while since we've well, since we've beaten Cookville. And, and, you know, to be honest with you, it was a big win for the season and in the state we were coming off the the loss we had last week, which is a game we kind of felt like we let get away. <clears throat> and then, you know, you got a rival game coming up against the team you have not beat. But one time in 25 years, it's kind of like, oh, no, we need to make sure we get something done here. But the kids responded, and, and they played great. And, you know, just excited for them and the town. So, so it was a very exciting win. Snapped a seven-game losing streak against the Cavaliers and only the second win since 1995. Uh, just the mindset going into that game, Coach, how, how fired up was your team? Well, you know, I've told people it's it's a little different group there. I mean, you know, we've had some rough times in Sparta football, you know, in the past, and you know, I've been I've been around a lot of that. So, the mentality sometimes has been a little bit, uh, hey, maybe we're we're not good enough type thought process. But uh, this team, they, you know, they've won, you know, since they've been little. The the group that's coming through as juniors and seniors have won from the time they were in Pee Wee's, and then they won at junior high level. So, <clears throat> you know, they expect to win when they go out on the field, which is a great plus for a coach you don't have to fight that battle so you know they were expecting to win the game i don't think they were shocked i mean um so you know it was one of those deals where they came out and played uh you know played good football and, and good things happened so it was it was it was exciting for them i, I just you know I'm, I'm proud of them and I'm, I'm, i like the mentality they had going into that game a great night for your offense, the 41 points, but Malachi Dowell has a huge night, 309 yards rushing, two touchdowns. Of course, you got to contribute some great line play. Talk about how well your offense performed last night. Well, it was good. We Coming off a game that we played a, a really good station camp defense, and we, we had some mental errors and had some things that we just didn't quite get done on the last game, so it was good to see it all come together. I mean, offensive line played well. Still got a lot of things you got to fix there. Um, but with that being said, you know, Malachi makes makes you look good sometimes. Um, you know, he, he he's a heck of a runner. And, and uh, you know, the rest of the guys love him. He's, he's a good kid, and he's very humble, and, and the, the teammates really respect him. So they want to do their job to make sure he can get free. So it, it's just team win and team offensive win. So it, it, it's fun just, you know, watching those guys play together. Going back to the very start of the season, and, of course, we're into week four now. Talk about some things, the growth of your team and the things that really stand out from that perspective. Well, you know, we, we had some, some veteran guys on defense that have played, you know, uh, you know, all through. So they kind of know the system. Offensively, we had some changes. So we had to make some, you know, just some, some different things going on on the offensive side. So it, it's kind of neat to see that come together. The kids start to figure out what we're asking them to do. And, uh, you know, it, it's fun to see some success. And, you know, you do all that hard work. and it's, You know, they put all that time in. And so to see the uh, the fruits of your labor, so to speak, it's kind of nice. Um, offensive line continue to improve. We're getting some guys in some better positions as coaches, moving them around a little bit. So, it's fun, and then you know, I, we we like I said, we've still got plenty of kinks to work out. <laughs> but uh, 
but it was good to have a good good performance last night on both sides, and, and maybe we could continue to grow with that. Let's talk about the defensive side of the ball. You you had the scheme, of course, against Mace Thompson, a pretty good Cookville offense, and uh, talk about your defensive leaders and who stepped up last night. Well, we got a lot of them over there. Like I said, a kind of a senior-laden bunch. You know, Malachi Billings is where it starts up front. He's a defensive tackle that gets pressure for us. Garrett Nash is a, a linebacker, you know, senior in the middle. We moved, had to move him around. We had an injury to our middle linebacker, so he had to move from outside to inside. And, um, you know, Garrett is a is a is a really really good football player, and he played spectacular last night. And then, and then in the secondary, you know, we've got you know three seniors back there, and uh, Christian Kelso, uh, Javen Strode, and DJ Paul, who all you know, obviously get the ball some on offense as well. So they have to play both ways. You know they do do a very good job. We had some, we had some things go wrong last night in the secondary. We had a few mental busts, but uh, but you know for the most part they've played well all year, and uh, you know it was excited to see them. Coach Mark Frazier on the high school playbook this morning. Big win for White County over Cookville. You got to put that one behind you quickly, Coach, and uh, back to region play at Mount Juliet. Mount Juliet a win over Warren County last night. Uh, talk about what you see from this game coming up. Well, you know we're just now starting to watch some film here on Mount Julie. I think they're ranked second in the state by some people. So, you know, we know that they're they're picked to win our region, and we know it's probably going to be the best team we play in the regular season all, all year. So, got several guys with SEC offers and things. So, hey, it's a challenge. Um, we've got to step up and play the best we can, and uh, the chips will fall where they may. But we're excited about it. It's a game we've talked about, you know, in the off season just to see where, where we came as a program, it's a good measuring stick to know how far you've got to go to reach that level because that's really what we're trying to achieve is to, to be able to play with the teams like Mount Juliet. So we'll see where we're at, and I know our kids will play as hard as they can. and We'll, we'll see, see how it goes. Coach, I know the Warriors are off to a fantastic start at 3-1. and one, Big win last night over Cookville, 41-13. Coach Mark Frazier, thanks for a few minutes of your time this morning. We appreciate it. Thank you. The Clay County Bulldogs also with a big win last night as they go on the road and to take care of business uh, against a really good Cornersville team. Coach Jake Johnson joins us. Uh, Coach, let's talk a little bit about your team's play in a tough environment last night. Oh, I mean, from uh, from start to finish, you know, we're firing on all cylinders. Uh, you know, had a fantastic night. Had uh, several kids stepping up in different places. You know, we were out a few kids, you know, including – you know, our starting quarterback and our starting tailback. So, uh, you know, things really went our way. But, I mean, our kids really overcame the, the bus trip. And that's something you uh, you definitely worry about also. Is, you know, you don't want to get beat by the bus. And that's somewhere around a two-and-a-half-hours-plus trip. Yeah, I was going to say, that that's quite a long drive. And just uh... – it almost is mentally draining, it seems like, to, to, to ride that long a distance. So how do you get your team kind of revamped and refocused once you're off that bus and ready for game play? Uh, well, the number one thing we did when we get off the bus is we, uh, you know, like I said, it's two and a half hours. You know, as soon as they get everything unloaded, we get them back outside. We go through a whole pregame uh, stretching routine. You know, as soon as we get off the bus, we kind of shake off the ride. Coach, let's talk about your offense putting up 38 points last night against this good Cornersville team. And uh, who stood out for you last night? I mean, several guys, uh, if I'm being honest with you. Uh, you know, we've got two uh, two newcomers this year and uh, some, some basketball guys that haven't necessarily played football. Uh, you know, Grant Strong had two catches for 
two touchdowns. Uh, Jeffrey Spivey had a couple catches out there. Uh, Alec Kerr, I think, was over 100 in the stat column again uh, for receiving yards, including some special teams touchdowns. Uh, but probably the, the most impressive one you wouldn't expect is, uh, you know, had a, a freshman quarterback throw for somewhere around 260 yards in a couple and probably, I think, three touchdowns. Looking at that statistic alone, Coach, when you get a freshman out there, that's got to say a lot for your offensive line because you, you really want that protection when you got a young guy out there at quarterback. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, he does a really good job of, uh, you know, kind of being beyond his years as far as shuffling the pocket, keeping his eyes downfield. And, you know, they, they did a really good job with him. I think he only got – Sacked once last night, so uh, hats off to them. They they really stepped up and rallied around him. Coach, off to a three and zero start, but there's always things coaches are looking forward to get better at. When you look at your Clay County team, what what are still some points of emphasis you'd like to make for this team? Uh, this, this honestly is because uh, you know, we we talked about finishing the game or starting off better, and, and you know playing the entire game as far as this season goes you know we've checked that box as far as this this game I feel like this is the one that we played from start to finish you know um there's there's a couple things we can definitely work on uh special teams wise uh you know we uh just didn't make any (laughs) PAT attempts last night uh so uh, that's something for sure we need to work on there. And uh, as far as, well, I guess that'd be a better question I could answer whenever I get into the film sometime this afternoon, to be honest with you. you these games, how much do they help when you're going back into region play? Like this week, you'll travel to Joe Burns. That's another good bus ride for you there. And, and playing in a region that's got the likes of a Gordonsville, how much does a game like this really help prepare you for that? Uh, you know, anytime you can play good competition, uh, you know, it's it's a win, and you know, especially right now, in the, early in this season, uh, to get some confidence rolling into these games, and you know, go ahead and getting a long bus trip out of the way before you get to somebody like a Joe Burns. Coach, as you get set for Joe Burns next week, uh, just talk a little bit, a little bit about them. I know some familiarity. Coach Tom Atkins has been there a long, long time, and uh, you guys are no strangers to one another. No, they've been in our region, uh, you know, the entire time I've been here in Clay County. And, uh, you know, he does a fantastic job with his kids. Uh, they're they're always physical. They're very well coached. They're not going to make very many mis- many mistakes. Uh, they're you're going to have to beat them, uh, honestly, just flat out. And it's it's a pretty uh, pretty neat little environment. It's a pretty tough place to play uh, over there, at Joe Burns. So it's. It's going to be interesting. Well, Coach Jake Johnson, we wish you the best of luck next week and throughout the season. Clay County stays undefeated at 3-0 and with a 38-12 win at Cornersville. Coach, thank you for the time this morning. Thank you. Clay County Coach Jake Johnson joining us on the High, sc- high School Playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. Coming to you live from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive in Cookville. This is the High School Playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. The Livingston Academy Wildcats had Friday night off 
because they played on Thursday night at uh, Tucker Stadium over at Tennessee Tech. Unfortunately, on the short end of a 35-18 loss to rival York Institute, Coach Dale Flatt joins us, and we'll get to some players also during this segment as well. Coach, uh, another loss, but, you know, we've talked about this all season long. Your team is young and might have got even younger. Uh, three seniors now down to two, and I know that's tough. It is. It is. But, you know, our kids, uh, they try hard. They, they play every down. Um, you know, they, they go into each game wanting to win. And, and you know, you couldn't ask for anything more than, than what they give you. I mean, they, they try, you know, just just each down. And that's what we preach. You know, we, we try to get them to uh, play as hard as they can every down. And, and after it's over with, then we'll look at the scoreboard. With a young team comes growth and development. And talk about what you're seeing in that regard with your team as the season has gone along so far. Well, you know, we started out uh, with White County, and and I think with White County we we went until they scored against us and and we kind of let down a little bit. I feel like against Coville we, we played the whole game, you know, played as hard as we can. Uh, you know, then the next game we got some points. You know, we, we scored points, and, and we got our offense moving a little bit. And this last game, we were in it right till the end uh, against York, and I think that that proves that we're, we're going in the right direction. Uh, we just need to get that win. Let's go back to that game on Thursday night and talk about some things that really stand out for you that you saw that your team did exceptionally well and you were really you had some good takeaways from that. You know, we, we're moving the ball, uh, and I think that's the biggest thing. You know, we started out maybe not moving as well. Our offense is, is kind of clicking now, and we're throwing long balls. We're running the ball. We're getting yards on the ground. Uh, I, I think that's our main key, you know, getting that offense going. Our defense uh, is stopping the run. Uh, we're having a little bit of trouble with the, with the pass, you know, and I think we're working on that. And, and, and you know, it seems like uh, they're more playing as a team. You know, we're, we're playing together. Uh, of course, with a young team, you have kids that uh, may kind of let down on one play here or there, uh, not meaning to, but they're just young, you know, and they're trying to figure it all out. And, and I think they're more coming together now. You talk about playing together, and I think that's so essential for a young team. And, you know, you've had a tough schedule to date, and, and you're trying to grow and develop. But as long as you can keep your team playing together, I think that makes growth and development that much easier. It does. It, it sure does. You know, and, and these kids are uh, they're, they're a tight group. You know, they, they stay together. I see them in the hallways at school, and they're hanging out together, you know. And um, I, I think they're growing together. You know, they're, they're growing as a team, and I think uh, – you know, the things that we do out on the field, it's hard to get 11 kids all at one time uh, doing everything together to get that playoff or, to, right. uh, you know, to, to win that game or to, uh, you know, uh, make a drive or, or stop them from making a drive, you know. And, and I think it's coming together more now than it ever has. And, and you know, even though, that you know, we've lost games here or there, uh, they're always looking forward to that next game and, and, you know, trying to trying to strive to win that next one. That next game for you is going to be Macon County as you step back into region play, traveling up to Lafayette to, to take on the uh, Tigers. And uh, the region, you know, Upperman steps in this year, and that makes it a little bit tougher. But it seems like from there it's about anybody's go. And uh, what, what's the focus kind of going into a game like Macon County, big region game? Well, I, of course, we was off last night, and I went and watched them, and I, I watched them play Trousdale County. 
uh, well-disciplined team. You know, they look really good. They, uh, you know, they, they run in different sets on offense. They go into wing T and then they kind of spread it out a little bit and, and throw it. And, uh, they look very disciplined. They look like, of course, Trousdale's a, ver- a very good team too. Mm-hmm. And, and they were going up against a tough opponent last night. But, uh, but like I said, I, I, and I coached at Macon County years ago. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I think a lot of them, uh, you know, I had had a good time whenever I was there and, and enjoyed the people there. And uh, it, it kind of makes me feel like my second home. Of course, I, I grew up in Olden County and, and Livingston. And, uh, um, but I, I think a lot of Macon County, I think a lot of those people. And, and I like the way their program's going. You know, it looks like uh, I think they're kind of young, too, in a lot of areas. But, um, you know, they – they're a, a good disciplined team and that's what you got to have and that's what i'm striving for with our team you know i i want our team to be a well-disciplined team and and uh working together and everything going as it should coach dale flat of the livingston academy wildcats coach we'll come back to you in a few moments you brought some players with us today i believe you're three seniors we got jake lawrence we got aiden coffee and brody coffee we'll start with jake first of all and uh talk a little about Jaden, Jaden, I apologize. Jaden Lawrence. We'll start with Jaden and uh, talk a little bit about this uh, season today. Come on over and have a seat and uh, uh, just talk about what it's like it being your senior year and what's what's that been like for you so far? Uh, it's just been a special experience. Um, played all four years and for it to get to this point, it's just I'm just grateful that I've lasted this long. <laughs> And uh, I'm just enjoying every minute of it. Now, you know, being a senior, you got some younger guys looking up to you. And you wanting to leave your, you know, your legacy with the program and see it to continue to build. You know, what do you, what do you kind of put out there for the younger players? What do you, as a leader, kind of put forth that you want them to kind of follow what you do? Uh, just to be respectful and uh, just give effort every play. Um, I try to lead by example. And I just want them to see how much effort I give, and I want them to do the same. And, yeah. Talk about what you've seen in terms of growth of this team, you know, since the fall camp, since the very first week of the season. Uh, We're getting better. Um, Our defense is starting to step up make plays when we need to, and we're starting to get our offense moving. And we're just getting better every week, and I see improvement in practice. And, um, Well, Jaden, we wish you, of course, the best of luck throughout your senior season. We'll bring Aiden Coffey in and talk to him for just a moment. Aiden, unfortunately, the one senior out of uh, the three who uh, I believe has a shoulder injury. We'll talk to him about that here in just a second. Uh, Aiden, I know it's tough for you, senior season, to, to have an injury. Describe the injury and, and what happened. Uh, I broke my collarbone on a, just catching the ball, trying to make a play, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Well, that's a, a very unfortunate, and I know it's kind of a, a downer for you at being your senior season. You know, what has it meant for this to be your senior season at Livingston Academy? Uh, it's been a good experience. I mean, I've always wanted to play here, and uh, just come practice every day, work hard. What is it that you still provide for the team Friday nights? You know, you're not able to get out there on the field, but what do you want your role to be for your team? Just to be there, help these younger guys that maybe don't know the offense or something help them get to the rest of the season do you see a lot of growth in your younger teammates do you see them 
oh, the light bulb kind of comes on for them. Are you starting to see some of that? Yes, definitely. The more and more the, and more they play, the better they get. Well, Aiden, we wish you the best of luck, and uh, certainly tragic about the injury, but uh, hopefully, uh, you know, you'll be part from the sidelines of a big turnaround for this Livingston Academy team this year. We'll switch out. We'll bring Brody Coffee on in to the microphone and uh, uh, talk a little bit more about Livingston Academy. Brody, I'm going to go back to last night's game and talk about, or Thursday night's game, I should say, York Institute. It's always a big rivalry game. And what was the emotion going into the game Thursday night? Uh, I think we were, I think we were more ready for this game. Any other game, we came in wanting to play, and I think other games we had, you know, different emotions all around. And I think everybody was together in this game, and we played as a team, and that's why we done, you know, pretty good considering our other two games. We got beat pretty bad. Some work going on for folks that don't know at the Livingston Academy football field. So you've been playing your home games at Tennessee Tech. Is it? Would you rather play at home, or do you like that uh, big college atmosphere playing at uh, Tennessee Tech's Tucker Stadium? I like the college field. It's it's a different feel, but I think a home game at LA would be would be better because that's really the home place. That's that's our hometown. That's where we should play at. What do you focus on as your role as a leader when you're trying to set an example for the younger football players? Um. You know, being young, it's hard being a real good leader because they don't really want to look up to you much. They want to look up to their seniors. And uh, I think just going out there, setting an example, I think they will look up to me more now because I've been playing pretty well here lately and showing that even though I'm young, I still can be a leader. Four tough games for Livingston Academy uh, leading into week five. You go back into region play next week. What's the mindset? What are the goals? What would you like to see this team accomplish before this season is over with? I think we need to uh, get a win on the board. I think a, a win will help this team out more than ever. Getting some points on the board will help too. But uh, our ultimate goal is to win a game right now. We wish you the best throughout the season, Brody. We thank Jaden and uh, Aiden and Brody. Coach, we'll get you to come back over for just a second. Guys, thank you so much. Livingston Academy, as we mentioned, Thursday night, 35-18 on the short end of the score against uh, the York Institute Dragons. Coach, I'm going to kind of echo a question. I asked one of the players about the difficulty of playing a home game on the road, so to speak. I know Tennessee Tech's got a nice atmosphere, but, but I would assume you would rather be playing on your home field. You know, there's nothing like, and like I said, I went and watched Macon County play last night, and I seen that that home crowd atmosphere. Uh, you know, having all your people there at at your own place. Uh, you know, I kind of like going to Tech, and I like that atmosphere as well. Of course, I I went to Tech, I played there, and that's kind of another home that I've got. You know, but and and another thing, I don't have to line the field off. You know, that, that, that's a big plus right there. <laughs> but there's nothing like having your people there at home in the stands and hollering for you. Uh, and I really noticed that when I went to Macon County and seen what, right. what they had, you know. And and I can remember, you know, uh, coaching and playing there at Livingston and, and and having your people in the crowd and and just having them around the fence. You know, you got them guys that hangs all the way around that fence, and and, and that's just that's football, you know. And, and that's high school football, and 
and you miss that, and you really don't have that, uh, you know, at Tech where they're hanging around that fence, and you know, them guys is is giving all their expert opinion on what's going on and everything, <laughs> and, and, and there's just nothing like that, you know. And, and you're walking by them, you know, you may be going to your locker room or your uh, the team's running out, and and you know they they give you a high five or whatever. We just don't have that at Tech, and, and you do miss that. And and hopefully we'll be back there next year uh, with a brand new stadium, and you know, and it's supposed to be like state of the art. I mean, it, it's supposed to be you know just an awesome place whenever they get it done. And I, I can't wait for that. I, I'll I'll go ahead and line that field off just for that. <laughs> just for that, you'll go <laughs> yeah, ahead and line that field. Yeah. <laughs> well, Coach, we thank you and the, and the players for coming out today to talk about Livingston Academy football. And uh, I know there's a lot of passion with the program. So I know you got a lot of people behind you. I know you're going to work hard, and we wish you the best of luck throughout the season. Well, we appreciate it, and we do have a lot of people behind us. And, uh, you know, it's, it's so many people calls me daily and, and you know, tells me, uh, you know, good luck to y'all, you know, hang in there. Uh, I've had a few ask me, are you frustrated yet? And, I, and I'm not. You know, I, I knew uh, coming in here that we're young and, 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 you know, the way the boys work, it keeps me going. Uh, I'm kind of an older guy, but I see them guys out there, and they make me young again. <laughs> well, Coach, we thank you so much for the time. Good luck throughout the rest of the season. Thank you. Coach Dale Flatt of the Livingston Academy Wildcats. The Monterey Wildcats were undefeated last night, heading up to Crossville to take on a good Stone Memorial team. In fact, a Monterey of 2A, stepping up in classification to play 4A Stone Memorial. Coach Scott Hughes joins us. Uh, Coach, you came up on the short end of a 7-6 score, but uh, your team played really hard last night. Talk about that some. I, you know, uh, I, can't, I can't speak highly enough of the effort that our young men gave last night. Uh, you know, they, they battled from start to finish, and, and it was a game, uh, you know, against a 4A school that we probably shouldn't even be playing. Um, but we took the game, we took the challenge, uh, and, and our young men accepted the challenge last night. And, and even though we come out on the losing end, I think we learned a lot about our, our team and our program. Talk about the defense. When you look at 7-6, automatically your mind is going to go this was a defensive battle. Talk about your defense and how they stepped up last night. Well, we had, uh, you know, a ton of guys step up last night, and a few guys played new roles. We had a few guys that uh, hadn't played a lot of snaps all year that, that got snaps last night just because of the, the body of offense that, that Stone Memorial has. And tip my hat to their coaches, Coach Samber, um, phenomenal football coach. Coach Qualls is defense coordinator. A phenomenal football coach and and you know just have a, a utmost respect for those gentlemen and the job they do and uh, we knew that we were going to have uh, very limited opportunities uh, to score but we knew we had to stay off the field so we we invested uh, probably too much on our defense this week and, and possibly uh, you know changed our game plan a little bit just to make sure that we weren't on the field forever uh, because of their tempo style offense and uh, you know our kids bought into the to the philosophy that we had and uh, they flew around and you know we made plays at all three levels and uh, you know gave up just one fluke play uh, on, on their touchdown pass and uh, it was something that you know the the guys that were there you know I, I, I probably wouldn't see that play happen again with with that group on the back end but uh, you know when you hold an explosive offense, 
Fetchestone Memorial with seven points. I, I give all the credit to the young men that played on the field last night. Let's talk about some of those young men and who really stepped their game up on that side of the ball last night. I, I, you know, that, that's a tough question. I, I, anybody that walked out on the field on our defense last night stepped up and, uh, and played a huge role. Um, you know, our, our back-end guys, uh, our secondary guys, done a, a, a great job of covering and not giving up explosive plays. Um, you know, you look at our second level, our, our linebackers, they, they've done a great job of controlling the run game and getting us in some long situations <clears throat> so that we knew it was going to be more pass-oriented. And, and then, you know, when you look at our front line, uh, you know, done a, a, a great job of, of assisting and, and stopping the run, but done a phenomenal job of, of containing their quarterback in the run game. Um, their, their quarterback's a high-level athlete that, that really, you know, got our focus. And uh, their, their running backs are explosive and fast and, and got some good size to them, too. Um, and, and so, you know, I just really tip my hat to everybody on our defense last night because they, they grew as a, as a group. And, and we had some younger guys that hadn't been getting a lot of snaps that, that gave us a lot of quality last night also. Coach Scott Hughes of the Monterey Wildcats. Coach, early in the season we talked to you and you mentioned – Having to, you know, out of region, it was tough to get some games scheduled and, and stepping up and playing a bigger school like uh, Stone Memorial. What does that do for your program moving forward, particularly when you get back into region play? Well, you know, the, the big thing, you hope that you come out of those games healthy. Um, you know, they, they just have so many more bodies and, and they, they're platooning. And, you know, for situations like us, we don't have that opportunity. Most of our kids are, are playing both ways. I I can't think of many kids on our team that, that does not contribute on offense and defense. Um, the second thing you hope that you don't get demoralized. Um, you know, you go into a game like that, and, it, you know, if it, if it spirals out of control really fast and, you know, you lose the game 42 to nothing, and then all of a sudden you start questioning uh, your abilities or, or you start questioning, you know, can you compete? So, uh, you know, we, we knew and, and we challenged this group in the off season. Uh, to grow and, and to take these non-region games, uh, win, or, win or lose, to, to grow and, and be a better program. And, um, and, and, you know, when you look at our senior class, the effort they've put in to become a better program in the course of time that, that we've had them, uh, you know, myself and our coaches have been, have been blessed to have those young men in our program. And, uh, you know, then when you look down the list and, and our junior class, uh, a lot of those guys have played a lot of football for us. And, uh, you know, just a, another class that we're very blessed to have. And our, our freshman and sophomore classes are growing daily. Uh, and they're learning from those two upperclassmen groups how to compete in practice, how to act in the classroom, how to act in the community. And, um, you know, it, Wins and losses aside, just very, very proud of the program that we have, very proud of the young men that we have from the character standpoint. And, and you know, as a coach, uh, everybody wants to win, but, but when you can have a high-character team that you just really enjoy being around, uh, you know, it makes your job a whole lot better. Coach, you step back in the region play. Next Friday night you get sent to go to Rockwood, a brand-new region opponent. What do you know about Rockwood? And uh, I'm sure you've broken down a little bit of film, but a lot of work ahead this week. Well, I, I've spoke with Coach Webb uh, numerous times over the years and, and just have a great respect for him. Uh, he's a legend in coaching. Uh, he's been at Rockwood well over – 
25, 26 years, and he's been in the semis and the finals, and, and you know, their their football program is, is just a storied program. When you talk to people across the state, they know Rockwood football, and that's a testament to Coach Webb and his staff. Uh, very athletic uh, football team, uh, tremendous team speed, uh, and, and they, they do some things that put a lot of pressure on you because of their speed and their athleticism, and uh, any any time you're playing a, a Coach Webb led football team, you just you just know it's going to be uh, one of the most sound football teams that you see all year, and and they're going to play extremely hard. Uh, they have a great respect for the game, and and they have a great respect for those that played before them because their tradition is so rich. Uh, so we we have a, a huge test on the road, um, hoping that that going on the road last night uh, in a in a pretty hostile environment will help us in that regard. <clears throat> we put our kids in some environments in the in the preseason, which, you know, obviously it's different being in the, in the preseason, but we try to put our young men in some environments preseason-wise to get them ready for these road tests throughout the year, whether it was non-region or region. Uh, so we hope that, that we gave our guys the opportunity to grow and understand how to get on the bus and, and how to go into these environments. Coach Scott Hughes, tough loss last night, 7-6 to six at Stone Memorial, though you're playing up a higher classification. I think a good game for your team last night. Thank you for joining us a few moments this morning. Good luck down the road. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, uh, very much for having me on and, and getting to talk about our program and, and the, the phenomenal young men that I'm blessed to coach. And, and we appreciate all you guys do for high school football in our area. Coach Scott Hughes of the Monterey Wildcats joining us this morning on the High School Playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. A big thanks to our coaches for stopping by and joining us via telephone this morning. Sean Loftus of Jackson County, Dale Platt, Livingston Academy, Mark Frazier of the White County Warriors, Jake Johnson of Clay County, Scott Hughes of Monterey, Matt Turner of Warren County. This time next week, folks, believe it or not, we will be at the midway point of the high school football season. We will be recapping week five here on the High School Playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. So be sure to join us uh, next Saturday morning at 9 a.m. from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive. Big thanks today to our producer, Joseph Staten, our on-site producer, Franklin McCarthy. Our studio producer today is Mr. Will Hearn. Thank you all for tuning in today for the High School Playbook, again presented by Mountain Barn Builders.